a passionate educationist, someone with a master's degree in physics and a doctorate in education leadership and with over more than 20 years of experience. Someone who has been known for their skills, team building, quality of work, progressive thinking, and who has changed the way the education system works in India. And today on our show, we have Dr. Kavita Bajpai, an educator and poet, and you are on the Bernadisa Talk Show. Dr. Tevita, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me over. I said thank you for first my such a wonderful introduction. And you have been a poet. And I think we did have an opportunity to work together in one of the anthologies earlier. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That was one <laughs> of the most fabulous experiences for me because uh, it came on the day of, I guess, Father's Day. And that was one of the finest gifts which I could give it to my father. Thank you for that. That's that's right. That's that's darling daughter was the title of the yes. book. <laughs> yes, correct. Right. So, Kavita, uh, just one thing that always makes me curious because you know when I uh, interview people, there's there's someone or the other who has you know a humble beginnings when we start. You know, mm-hmm. you you come up with a, a dream, a passion for something. So I just want to know what mm-hmm. made you choose to teach. I tell you one thing which I have always believed in and even today I believe in that, uh, that every child is unique and every child is different and every child has a different way of learning. This I had experienced not only after being an educator but also being a student. You know, so that was one area which I used to feel that yes, teaching or education is one segment then there is, there is a lot of scope to do a lot. So, as there is a very famous quote which says that I cannot do all the good that the world needs, but the world needs all the good that I can do. So, right. uh, perhaps this was my, uh, you know, motivation to be into the field of education because somewhere I felt that this particular segment works on the individual. You know, it is more of a uh, person-centric system which has to be there. And if it is not there, then it has to be evolved. And as I started exploring more and more about it, I realized that the whole world is full of such beautiful pedagogical global approaches which are way overlapping in nature and which actually talks about, uh, you know, um, keeping the child or the student in the center. So, yeah, after that, I, I could not think of any job as important to society as teaching. So I always, so basically, if I, I say it with a lot of pride that I am one of those very few teachers who are in this profession by choice. Because being a teacher, yeah, I mean, I tell you, because what happens is, even till today, you feel that, Asha, okay, you don't do anything, why don't you join teaching? You know, that, that's a common solution <laughs> which comes in. Right. Or if someone thinks, okay, I have done so and so, and that is how I have to get into teaching, because I've felt that teaching is a job where I will be back home in the half day. It is not half day that by two you are coming back. It means you are not loyal to your profession. So I think the mindset needs the change. And on that, there has been a poetry which I had published in the sense I have recorded and I had put it up on various social media handles. Uh, it was about Kya Kaha Basik Teacher Ho. And believe you me, and I'm sure you must be knowing that, that this right. particular poetry of mine fetched more than a lakh 
listeners and the viewers you can say and i was getting this particular link again and again getting circulated and coming back to me that this was something very meaningful so somewhere i felt that perhaps i could trust the cord which people should realize that being a teacher is such it's just not an ordinary thing so yeah uh, coming back to my sense i wanted to become a teacher to try and make a difference in young people's lives and to hopefully inspire you know the same passion and interest in my subject that i have like i was crazy about physics and i always felt when i was growing up i used to people used to say okay so which are your favorite subjects i said math and physics and so oh my god first class subject but till that i feel these are those two subjects which are the most practical in nature right from opening your eyes in the morning till you go to the bed in the evening your life is full of mathematics and physics only whether you open the door you shut your eyes you eat whatever you do it's mathematics and physics so somewhere it's about understanding it and then yes another thing which is very important and i would like to say sure. that teaching is an extraordinary opportunity to influence the world positively if you have seen most of the philosophers in the world who brought the change in the society they have been teachers in one or the other way so there are more you know like for a very simple example i would like to give like there are more than enough physicists all around the world but the lack of physics teacher is a universal problem so it is basically yeah, so it's basically about understanding that teaching is equally important and what you are learning after all you are the one who is creating the foundation to the all the other avenues which are there available in the world today so perhaps uh, yeah i am in teaching by choice and uh, as i said i'm proud of this fact but i want that others also should take the equal pride while being in teaching and they should have the same passion that they are here for a purpose and i think the most important thing they are doing for the society is teaching the young generation so teaching is something that yes it's very close to my heart i mean something i cannot ever leave so even today uh, i'm developing my school there are lots many other things which are on the go but given the opportunity i would love to go inside the classroom and teach the children that's the best thing i would love to <laughs> that's i think that's one of the most uh, inspirational messages i feel i've heard in a long time which <laughs> uh, talks about a teacher and being so passionate about the work and and i think i think everyone you know people who are passionate i think they are the ones who can bring a change because okay. I, okay. i did mention earlier one of my previous interviews i said the world needs teachers entrepreneurs and poets to bring a change oh my god so i'm on the right track <laughs> <laughs> and and then someone was like so you mean to say don't require politician i said no we don't because Because the teacher make everyone of course the teacher has the power to make right. every everyone so the teacher is the one who brings the change and in yes. in one of so, my so i was just saying if you allow me to say something in hindi that is a very beautiful quote which i have read somewhere and i think it is more impactful in hindi it is this quote is by kanakya and if you say i would like to certainly speak to that yeah yeah sure why not okay so uh, kanakya said uh, at the time when he was you know it was gharanand's uh, court and where he was insulted very badly he said just one line with all his i, I must say anger or passion or whatever you say he says shikshak sadharan nahi hota 
क्योंकि निर्माण और प्रलय दोनों उसकी गोद में पलते हैं एंड आई थिंक दिस इज एग्जैक्टली द सेम थिंग टीचर हैज सो मच ऑफ पावर टू कंस्ट्रक्ट और डिस्ट्रक्ट which people don't understand and i'm talking to you and i'm getting the goosebumps that's the thing <laughs> right and let me just pull up a, a list of your achievements okay so the femina magazine has mentioned that you're one of the most influential women in the country in the education segment yeah, uh, i mean I it, it was, was overwhelmed with this and and apart from that you are also the global goodwill ambassador for india apart from that you're also part of the ompuri foundation Yes. and you have also got the excellence and innovation in education award you also have dr apj abdul kalam excellence award yes. and mother teresa excellence award yes. and also you are the honored member of who's who worldwide worldwide recognition for youngest achiever welcome to it a list of i mean these are few of the awards that you have got i mean how does it feel right you know like being accoladed by you know one of the top people in the industry yeah so i feel frankly speaking pressurized because you know everything comes with a responsibility and if someone is giving you or recognizing your efforts which are certainly not as huge i'm just trying and yet if it is these are recognized i think it's a huge responsibility on me on first thing that i don't have to stop or i don't have to deter from my goals and second most important thing is that there is a lot which i have to do yet to give back to the society or to contribute to the society so it's a, it's a big responsibility right and and recently you were involved in helping the weavers in india the handloom workers and the people who have been working on handlooms over the you know over the last 100 years and yes. you were directly involved in helping them uh, what was that project all about so basically this is the ongoing project and luckily now this project has got a name as well so that is called maharashtra handloom council and oh, before that i was working in the individual capacity with this small group so basically first what what is handloom you know that is most important thing to understand the moment we say handloom so perhaps people just get the idea in their heads that handloom means saree so handloom is just not about sarees it's about jerseys it's about cushion covers it's about you know fabric your gamsas and many other things so and handloom culture in our country is one of the most i would say or it is the oldest one basically so right. uh, when we talk about uh, weavers and all so i come from a family which is deep rooted in indian values and traditions and perhaps uh, this is the most important fact behind my inclination towards handloom so uh, probably no other single category of product expresses india's universe, unity in diversity as handloom does like if you talk about the khandwa from orissa to muga silk of assam you go to phulia cotton of west bengal to kota dhoria of rajasthan and chanderi from madhya pradesh Pochampalis of Telangana. Then you move to Kashmir. Then those beautiful embroidery. So it's about the weavers. It's about the artisans and every state of our country, and not only state. Every state has one particular thing which is is known for. And apart from that, each or uh, each state is divided into various clusters, and each cluster has its own uniqueness and nature. right so uh, and of course not to miss the traditional dresses right from manipur to you know you name it and it is there 
So and also uh, this particular industry, the handloom industry is a self-dependent industry. Like I just give you a simple example. Sure. Uh, for everything, there are various uh, you know programs, courses. Like uh, someone who's an engineer, if he wants his son to be an engineer or daughter to be an engineer, then then it's the child has to pursue engineering. But here, mm-hmm. if you say it's a self-taught industry, it's a training of even the young weavers happen within the family. Right, so it is just that kind of industry. So when not now, I would say I have been I started getting associated with this somewhere uh, back in 2015 when we started, you know, uh, exploring various um, handlooms and the state of these weavers, and we found out by the time it reaches to us, of course, we pay a heavy sum to buy those products. But way back when we look at these people, perhaps they don't get. that much what they actually deserve then uh, i started just little getting into little more into it like what is going wrong and where it is going wrong and i came across few like minded people so there was no ngo there was no sansha there was nothing but it was our own passion which drew us towards this cause and later the secretary na wo log milte gaye karwa basta gaya so exactly the same thing had happened here too so basically we realized that to draw attention uh, towards india as a handloom product and to improve the condition of the weavers the most important thing is to create awareness so uh, yeah so there have been a lot of uh, programs the talk shows exhibitions and uh, you know the luckily social media played a major role so there are couple of groups which uh, started working towards it on facebook followed by an instagram so things have started moving on and then uh some beautiful packs started for example 100 saree packs or 100 you know handloom packs so when you were supposed to be a part of this journey flaunting those hundreds and later we realized that yes as we get start getting into uh, you know in touch with these artisans and these weavers uh, we found out that yes with these small efforts even if the small group of these people were getting benefited that was quite an encouragement and then this msc happened the maharashtra handloom council and very uh, recently we decided under msc maharashtra handloom council that we will not only work for this particular thing since i come from the education background so i propose if i can create an awareness program because i have created few awareness programs about the indian heritage in the past also tangible and non tangible both so even handloom comes in the heritage as a part of heritage so i said why not to create a program which we somehow you know request various schools to implement in their schools and to sensitize these children to make them aware these children at a very young age so at least they will start respecting it so, right you know what pinches me the most when we talk about revival revival is something we had we lost now we are trying to find it out again so this lost thing you know this is something which pinches me a lot so i thought why to reach to that level evolving is better than revival so it is always a good idea to uh, you know sensitize the children and again my education background and what whatever little passion i have for you know uh, this particular handloom industry i thought let us do something so i am uh, right now designing the framework for the same and yeah we are moving forward so if it happens at least you know again if i can do even touch the few lives also perhaps it it goes to a snowball effect you know like you start right. and others join in and then it starts growing bigger and bigger
but somewhere someone has to start so let's see the intentions are very pure we right. so want to help them and yeah in this entire process i had visited couple of villages which were the beavers villages in particular i tell okay. you uh, covid times you forget about it i mean they have the most miserable times of their life and even before that during floods and whatever the you talk you talk about and i've seen the real plight of these people but one thing i must say these weavers i'm not talking about the middleman system kind of a thing where people are you know someone else is advocating their condition to you when these weavers they directly reach out to you and they're talking to you with my own experience they will never beg they will never ask for help they only say did you please buy something Hmm, right. So again, I mean, understanding them and trying to help them, and, and at the end of the day, it's all about sensitization. So I think the sensitization is something which is really required, and especially in the urban areas, because it is the the pace is very high here. So we can introduce this kind of the thing. And luckily, a couple of uh, curriculum which are national and international both, they have these programs at a higher level for the children when they. want these children to go to the villages when they want these children to you know understand the realities of life how is the rural india i want it should not happen very superficially rather there has to be a proper involvement and why to wait for these children to turn you know 15 16 or so it it can be started at any age when these children we teach them you know values we try to inculcate values perhaps that's the right time to sensitize them also so yeah. uh, there is a lot what can be done because yes so more i know about these people more i feel involved with the weavers community artisans community of the country because they have a lot they are i think the most talented lot of the country but uh, unfortunately not as much thought out right well i i like the way like how your passion for teaching for writing gets uh, connected with these artisans with their artwork and you know once you are passionate about something as i mentioned earlier you know you automatically get linked with everything that gives you the ultimate happiness by doing that sir absolutely at least you know when you uh, you know you, you get a kind of a satisfaction that you are on the right path of course you yeah. cannot ever be satisfied what you are doing because whatever you do it is less but at least right. this somewhere you know it comforts your heart that yes you are in the right direction and at the end of the day this just one life we are here to live and this one life i want to get into all sort of manipulation rather than you know searching for the purpose of my life perhaps i couldn't have been born only as the amazing my life so right yeah. well uh, you you being an educator now being actively involved in this you know with artisans going to them talking to them this brings me to one of my very finest questions that is who inspires you like do you have any uh, uh, idols do you have anyone that you look up to uh, see um <laughs> i find inspiration in a variety of people and things i remember when i was small my mother used to say you can learn at least one thing from each and every person so uh, that has been so imprinted in my head that yes so somewhere for inspiration you know anyone sitting next to you also in a public transport can inspire you with the smallest of the deeds but yes when you come if i i have to take the names then there are three people who have created a big impact in my life 
so uh, one person who has most greatly inspired me is my mother though both my parents have been very futuristic uh, approach and they are you know futuristic individuals i must say but my mother was a visionary and a progressive lady of her time she always had a smile on her face no matter how hard she worked or whatever she went through but her smile and you know her determination to do good her sensitivity towards the people and you know her uh, analytical uh, approach towards i mean she was not judgmental but she was quite analytical so i think she is one person who has been uh, even till day though she is not around she is my guiding star now guiding angel now but yes she is the one who inspires me even till date when i look back i learn a lot from whatever she used to say in day in and day out and the second person who had created a huge impact on me and i've been reading him from my childhood days and of course he was introduced to me by my father so that is why i said both my parents have played a major role so the person i'm right now talk going to take the name is swami vivekanand because swami vivekanand he has the one you know who believed in empowering through education who endorsed equality for women and a strong believer of coexistence i think this coexistence is a term which we all must understand that the universe is huge we all have space for ourselves and i think the most of the fight starts from here and the other one what he said uh, i would like to quote him because he is this is one thing which is written next to my you know um, study corner as well that he said arise awake and stop not till the goal is achieved that's right so yeah so yeah and in sanskrit it is said because it is some katha upanishad and it is said utishth jagrat prapte varanya bodhit so yeah this is i mean he is one person i mean his preaching have created a huge impact on my mind because again he was also ahead of shami then coming to someone who is very much here and i seriously look up to all her interviews all her publications everything that is ms uh, sudhamurthy because right. she is the person whose idea of life has always been that does not give value to materialistic thoughts and possessions right because her right. belief is in humility knowledge she says that these are two assets which are the most important and which help any individual to grow in life so if i put all these things together i think it gives a huge inspiration not only to me whomsoever i talk about everyone draws a lot of motivation and inspiration and these three people these three individuals though one i have never seen i have only read about him uh, the another person who is luckily contemporary and i can see her on the television i can see her interviews i can read about her and the third one who brought me into this world and who uh, you know tried to bring in the values what she always felt are necessary for to a future with a futuristic approach so yes these people they have created a huge impact right right yes swami vivekananda you know is been someone whom i think most of the indians look up to and of course sudhamurthy ji is um, the finest women whom i have met i did have a chance to interact with her during one of uh, a literature festivals Oh, that we, we do a part of it at the end. I heard her as an audience, but I have never interacted with her. I only heard her in one of the events. Yes, she was there. Then you should, 
then you should join the lit festivals that are being organized by raindrops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Right. A little bit of promotion for mine as well. Um, no, no, but well, your work is, I tell you, again, it is, I'm not saying because I'm talking to you, but I see that, you know, sometimes when you look out, look for the quality, and because nowadays what is happening, COVID has brought all the hidden talent out from everyone. Every second, third person, I'm finding that they're writing something, they're getting mm-hmm. published. But still, mm-hmm. if I have to look for some quality kind of a thing, then perhaps your, your publication is one thing. Because my experience has been as such. Right. So, yeah. Well, and before we could end up this talk, I would like to request you to recite one of your favorite poems. My poems are a little longer. I mean, they don't take uh, less than three to four minutes. I don't know if you are, we are prepared for that much time duration. <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe you could share a few uh, lines from your poem. Okay, yeah, that I can certainly try. But for that, you just give me a few seconds because there have been so many. I don't remember them. But, sure, uh, yeah, but I'll just tell you something which, yeah. So basically, I am just saying uh, one poem which won't take much time. I think one, one and a half minutes. And this is basically about the people. What happens is when we try to grow in life or when we try to do something different in life. And we find that there are many people, they try to pull us down. And sometimes we kind of succumb to their motives and their intentions. So the poem is in Hindi and the title of the poem is Wo Char Lok. Sure. So it goes. जो वो चार लोग जो अदृश्य हैं गुमनाम हैं अस्तित्व विहीन हैं पर हैं वो चार लोग वो चार लोग जो रोकते हैं तुम्हें पंख फैलाने से ऊंचा उड़ने से कुछ नया करने से वो चार लोग तुम्हें मोटा नाटा लंबा छोटा कहते हैं वो चार लोग जो तुमसे कभी खुश नहीं रहते हैं वो चार लोग जो बिना तुम्हारी प्रतिक्रिया के कुछ भी नहीं है वो चार लोग जो कल जहाँ थे आज भी वही है उस जड़ से चेतन की ओर पुरातन से नूतन की ओर आगे तो तुम्हें बढ़ना है अपने लक्ष्य की ओर क्योंकि ये चार लोग आज कुछ भी कहेंगे कल भी यही रहेंगे आज कल कतरेंगे और कल अरे तुम उड़ नहीं पाए बिल्कुल यही कहेंगे मनोज है तो बोलना तो बनता है पास पास पर छिल्ली उड़ाना और उत्साह तोड़ना भी चलता है पर तुम भी तो मनुष्य हो सोचने की सामर्थ्य के साथ जन्मे हो भाग्य और कर्मठता के साथ तो ये चार लोग भला कहाँ टिकेंगे अदृश्य हैं, बताओ कैसे दिखेंगे उन्हें उनका काम करने दो तुम करो अपना लग जाओ जतन से और पूरा करो सपना तब एक बार फिर यही चार लोग मिलेंगे अरे हमने तो पहले ही कहा था तुम ऊंची उड़ान भरोगे और तालियों के लिए हाथ जोड़ेंगे और आगे बढ़ बढ़ कर श्रेय अपना अपना लेंगे वो चार लोग बिखरे है चारों ओर मुफ्त की सलाह निर्णय बिना और छोड़ छोड़ो उन्हें चलो मुड़ चले उत्साह की ओर झूलते हुए उन्हें इस तत्वहीन घर्षण को छोड़ इस तत्वहीन घर्षण को छोड़ते नहीं है बस पर है राइट वेल वेल कविता थैंक यू सो मच फॉर टेकिंग आउट योर टाइम एंड बींग योर ऑन दिस शो नो आई मस्ट एक्सप्रेस माई ग्रेटिट्यूड फॉर ऑल योर एफर्ट एंड रीचिंग आउट टू मी एंड गिविंग यू द प्लेटफॉर्म टू यू नो स्पीक अप बिकॉज यू नो सच डाइवर्सिफाइड कॉन्वर्सेशन डजेंट हैपन 
in a daily uh, day in and day out kind of a scenario so this right. is quite a diversified one and i really enjoyed every bit of it so thank you so much <laughs> All right then, dear listeners. If you have any queries, you can drop me a text or tweet, and Dr. Kavita would be very happy to respond to all your queries. Certainly, certainly. I try my best. All right then, Kavita. Thank you so much. Thank you.